0: Let's stand all over the house this evening and let's join together in worship, singing an old hymn of the church, He Set Me Free.
1: For prayer, and I forgot to mention this morning uh, when uh, we had our prayer request, but also wanted to remem- remember <coughs> Brother Wendell. Brother Wendell had an accident uh, with a drill and uh, broke his wrist, and it's probably going to have to possibly have some surgery uh due to his wrist that's where he is at today also continue remember sister ann who is real sick and also sister carrie ann uh that comes sometimes uh and sits in the back
0: uh, she uh is pregnant and expecting a child uh, but she uh, this past week got diagnosed with COVID, and so they're really concerned about her and the baby with COVID, uh with all that and so she's real sick uh and just she has a <clears throat> already some some antibody issues with an autoimmune and so with covid that makes things a lot more challenging to overcome and so uh, i told her we would have prayer for her i, I forgot to mention that this morning but i don't want to forget that tonight that we want to make sure we pray for her as well so i'm gonna ask i'm sorry look, uh, oh brother Barnes. yes i forgot about him as well he's still having a lot of trouble with his uh nerves and his legs they're trying shots and different medications but as of now he's not able to drive and uh Pain's unbearable to stand, and so he's in a real uh, precarious situation, and so we want to make sure we remember him too. He he hates not being at church, uh, but right now it just uh, doesn't uh, work for him to be able to do so. So we want to make sure we remember him as well. Sister Brenda Frierson uh, asked us to remember her sister this morning as she was leaving out of the uh, service to go uh, today to go to the hospital. Um, Loretta is back in the hospital and is collecting fluid again, and they just cannot keep the fluid from consistently building back up. They've tried drains. They've tried Lasix, and just she, they can't keep it down. As soon as they get it pulled off, it just comes right back within a short amount of time. So she's really, really in a in a fix as well.
1: If you will, I'm going to ask you, let's just bow for prayer. And- the lord knows all of our needs He knows our hearts today lord we just come before you right now lord lord you know lord the situation that has been presented lord in this house lord you heard the requests that have been brought before the people of god this morning and those that were brought before the people of god tonight lord i know beyond a shadow of a doubt there are probably other requests that may not were mentioned but lord are heavy on the hearts of the people of god so god tonight i'm asking lord that you hear the hearts cries of your people, God, you meet the needs that have been brought before you today. Father, I pray, God, that for every note that is played, song that is song, message that is given, God, it would bring an upbuilding to the kingdom of God. Encourage us tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you be with us the remaining portion of this service and time together. We ask this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray.
0: All God's people together said, amen. And will you just take the next few minutes and just say hello to those around you and the Lord during this time.
2: temple to give you glory, Lord.
1: Let's stand one more time this evening and just sing one more song into the Lord uh, before we jump into Bible study. Oh Lord, we just love you tonight and we glorify your name. Father, as we get ready here in just a moment to segue into the time of Bible study, studying your word, pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts tonight, Let every word that is spoken, God, change us in a powerful and a special way. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. And all God's people together said, amen. Amen. you may be seated tonight as we get ready to transition today for the continuation of our series on the Mosaic Tabernacle.
3: all the parts and pieces together guys we are continuing our conversations obviously um, on the on the tabernacle and um, my prayer is that God help us to um, Feed at his table, and I, I don't know, maybe that sounds strange to you, but if you haven't, if you were, when, when you went off to college or got married or whatever, and for those of you, maybe your parents were still living, um, it, it's always a special thing to go home. Now home's different once you've grown, of course, because you know, you can't ever go home again once you are grown. I mean, you go, but the idea is not to go stay. Raise them once, send them off, right? But there's something to be said about going to um, Mama's house and sitting at the table. For me, there's something to be said about going to the Father's house and sitting at the table. Because we all go through and, and have so much that we go through during the week, and sometimes we just need to sit at the Father's house and feast at his table. And my prayer is that he helps us do that in the next little bit. Um, I have given some scriptures like I did last week. So whatever book you happen to be in, if you know, once you've read your scripture, just don't leave that book, just in case there's one I forgot to pass along. You know, I'm famous for that. But I do want to give you just a little bit of information. Um, We're loaded, we're picture loaded. Okay, Miss Tana. This is going to be a little bit, are the old ones still there? You are the bomb. Tana will probably be about the, oh, I don't know. Let me look and see. Let's try slide one and see if we, yep, read my mind. Are you like amazing or what? So I would like for us to to take thought here tonight just of uh, quick things that we didn't quite finish last week and I didn't want to belabor the point because time was getting away from us. But. I just want to bring them to your attention before we leave that section and go to um, a little bit further along in our study. I just want to make a note to you, not that it's probably, you know, earth-shattering, but just as a point of reference. When you look at the way the tabernacle is constructed, the dimensions are somewhere close to 75 by 150 feet. So, So think of it, you know, 75 feet wide, 150 feet deep. Um, and that's using a standard cubic of about 18 inches. Now, you know, everybody's got an opinion of what's right. I'm not here to belabor how much it cost in today's money or how big it really is by this cubic inches or this whatever. But generally speaking, that's, that's about a rough est- estimate. But I do want you to pay attention to something as we go into night lessons. If you look from where there is a colored... Uh, right at the very front, there is a big colored open i mean area that we'll, we will be studying tonight called the Gate of Praise. And right behind it, you'll see a square, what looks like a square copper box, which will be um, the brazen altar. Right behind that, you will see a round bowl, if you will, a large copper or brass bowl that's called the laver. All of this section between what's the Gate of Praise, where that big ta- uh, tapestry is in the front, all the way to the building that sits behind it and around the area that's open, that's called the outer court. And the outer court takes up about 94% of of the whole tabernacle space, okay? And that's the area where preparation is done. So God lives in the house, so to speak, but on the outer perimeter, the outside there, you will see um, that open area, which is called the, uh, the outer court about 94% of the total size of the tabernacle where this preparation would, would be done. And I want you to pay attention to something. You could not get to God, which is in the house, without going straight through and look at what you run into, okay? So right in front of you is the gate of praise, right? The colored, multicolored tapestry. Right behind it is the square box, which is the, um, which is the brazen altar and behind that is the labor. These steps cannot be bypassed in order to get to God. If we bypass those in, in the structure of the tabernacle, you would die. God, holy God lives in that house. And we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. But if about, I wonder why 94% of the space, is it significant? Who cares? But wonder why 94% of getting to God happens in preparation why can't we I mean we do this we talk about this all the time in Pentecostal circles we now come boldly to the throne of grace right Jesus died veiled ripped in half open access so that did I do that so so the point I'm making to that is Please remember, as we talk about this, principles in the Old Testament. Jesus came to fulfill in the New Testament. He did not come to do away with it. So you can't say in the Old Testament, "Well, it used to be that way. It doesn't matter. That's not the way we do it now." Yes, it is. The principles are the same. Wonder why 94% is is of preparation, and the remainder is actually getting to God. Any thought? You cannot go to God any other way. That principle has not changed. And I hope we'll get that tonight. Because to try to get to God in any other way brings death. I want you to take a, a, a notice here. And Tana, I, do, I think this will be about slide four maybe. You can see it on this. But it will it'll look like where there's a bunch of tents sort of hanging around. Um, keep going. Yep, that one's it, right there. We talked about this last week that all of the the children of Israel and the, um, the, God set out how they would set up camp. God's in the middle. The perimeter, the tents that are around the edge of the tabernacle um, fence were the priests and the Levites and et cetera. And then the children of Israel's camps the camp of so and so and the camp of so and so and the camp. Everybody had a spot, right? You couldn't just go to the, you know, to the KOA and park where you want to. It didn't work like that, all right? The fence, I want you to notice, the fence around it is what color? White, it was made of the finest white linen that came out of of Egypt. This this is um, a symbol of clean living. Now we call it, big word, righteousness, right? Which is no more than what? Clean living, right? And it surrounds the entire structure. What's the principle? If, you, if, you sit, if you've had anything to do with me over the years, for those of you who are new to me versus those of you who have seen me for a long time, you know I'm all about principles in the Bible. What is the Bible? What's the principle behind that? What's the principle behind the, the whole perimeter being about righteous living, clean living? Purity, once again, can't go before a holy God Clean hands, pure heart, right? Okay. Um, Just as a mention, certainly not to um, belabor the point, but um, Tana, go one more over and let me see what that one, that next slide is, yeah. Okay, so we mentioned this a little bit last week, but just right there in the front of that um, door that goes in, that tapestry that goes into the the Holy Place, it's got colors in it. I just want to bring those to your attention. Those colors were significant in the sense that blue was a representation of heavenly things. Um, The purple there was a symbol of his royalty. uh, The scarlet or the reddish color that would have been woven into there had to do with redemption, blood of Jesus, right? And linen with righteousness. So everything about this tabernacle, everything, had something to do, some symbolism, that had something to do with the, with God and how you get to God. All right, so let's go now to uh, begin this evening into what I would call the three sections, and I mentioned those to you last week. Um, we'll talk about the outer court tonight, but the three sections are the outer court, the holy place, and the most holy place. Tonight, we're gonna we're gonna be on the outside. Okay, we're gonna be. Um, in the um, in the outer court so Tana let's scroll till we can see whichever one whether it's slide one yep Um, that'll work that's okay so in the bottom my bottom left corner you'll see the edge of what I call the gate of praise right you see it the multicolored look like tapestry this there all right so in this outer court there are three steps that we'll address tonight if we, if we get through them all. We, we Actually, we probably won't get through all of them. We'll probably get through the gate and the altar. But these are steps of preparation, if you're the note taker. These are, these are the steps to preparation for getting to God's presence. And you can't bypass the steps, number one. Okay, so in the outer court, that will be the place of praise. That's the gate of praise. The second one will have to do with presentation. That will be the altar, the brazen altar you see with the fire. And the third has to do with purging or a place of the labor. And we'll come back to that in just a bit. At the gate of praise. Why? Why do you think that that's even called the gate of praise? Well, you have to go back to understanding what we saw on the perimeter just a few minutes ago with all the little white tents everywhere. Okay, the closest tent section to the front of going into the tabernacle, anybody got a clue who that would have been who lived there? Of the 12 tribes, which tribe? Actually, it was Judah. Judah had to do with the uh, praise. praise. Absolutely. So the tribe camping closest to the gate was the tribe of Judah or the tribe of praise. And, and is it, and I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide whether this be true or not, but is it significant that God would have put Judah in the front right as you go into the tabernacle? The first step is praise. Right. We talked about last week, worship, worship, worship. What does it mean to me? Okay. So let's, let's find some scriptures here to back up where we're going. So who is my psalm reader? My psalms. Anybody? If not, I'll read them for myself. I'm good. The book of Psalms? Yes. Um, so go to, everybody who's got your Bible, go to Psalms the 100. Psalm 100. Okay, the fourth verse, and I'm going to be reading a bunch, so just so you, so you know where I'm coming from. Psalms 100, verse 4. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. You know this by heart. What? Into his courts with? Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This is a, this is a, a, a reference to the symbolism, if you will, of, um, of the tabernacle or the temple like the Temple of Solomon or, or any of those, when you came into the outer court, that's what they're talking about here. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now, there'll be some other scriptures, and you can just jot them down. We won't have to go read every one of them, but I'll mention them to you, that are relevant to this attitude of praise, okay? But they've got a different word attached. This time the word is Sacrifice. A sacrifice of thanksgiving or a sacrifice of praise. Let's read a few. One of them is found in Psalms 107.22. Sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Psalm 116.17. Offer the sacrifice of thanks. Interesting to me. If you look up this word there, offer the sacrifice of thanks, that that word sacrifice comes from the word zabach. Which means a slaughter, or a, a a an animal that was that was sacrificed. By implication, that's what it's talking about. So I have a question for you, um, as we as we decide, what does this look like in my steps going to God? Uh, Hebrews, somebody's Hebrews. Yep, so Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Miss Glenda, if you don't mind, please read loud so I can hear because I'm getting older. Please. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to be God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. This is okay, what does it mean to sacrifice? I'm sorry? It is to give up something that Okay, it can't just be give up any old thing. Something that means a lot to you. Something that what? Co- is costly to you. So if I sacrifice my time, let me give you an example. If I've, if I've got something really, 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 really b- going on, you know, I'm very, 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 very busy, Brantley comes to me and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling on Saturday at 10. Want to come? And I go, man. I don't know, bud, I, you know, I don't know if I can or not, but I tell you what, don't tell a kid if you're not going to do it, by the way, but but if I say to Brantley, you know what, Brantley, I'm not real sure, buddy, but let me see what I can do. If I can, I will. If I can't, you know, okay. But if Brantley knows I really had a bunch of stuff going on, but Saturday at 10.05, he's out there sweating buckets, and he's throwing that guy around, got him wrapped up like a you know, bunch of worms. And he looks across there and he goes, wow, look at there. He probably just body slammed that guy just because he wanted me to see how good he is, right? (laughs) But why why would it mean something to Brantley? Okay, because especially if he knew there was an effort made, right? So when we talk about sacrifice, when we talk about making a sacrifice, it cost me something. It wasn't convenient necessarily. It might have cost me a lot. Not necessarily money, right? But when the Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise, listen to where this this can develop out of. Um, Isaiah 61 and 3. Who's that, Mistina? Okay, Mistina, read that for me, please. So this is, if you, if you look this up, this is a, uh, Psalm 61 is um, a direct correlation, Brother Randy, of the Messiah, right? Jesus, remember Jesus, I think it was in Luke, Jesus um, talked about when he came, he, he um, would fulfill that, right? I, I am that, that was prophesied in, in Isaiah. But watch the words here. Now what's this got to do with the, the getting to God, the, the principles of worship? Hang on. The Bible teaches us that, we, that, that in this scripture, if we're not careful, we'll say put on as in we put it on. But is that really what it said? Brother Randy, is that what it really said? In and, and Psalm 61, help me because I don't want to stretch this if I'm wrong, but if it's, if it's a representation of what the Messiah would do, right, then that means the Messiah is going to help me. Pastor, am I wrong? not going there so I don't know I'll go pick on somebody else he gave me the look like I give him right but <laughs> the, it was fair tit for tat right but for the Messiah to help us put on the garment what's a garment coat right he will help me put on the garment of but what for what purpose Or what? If you talk about the spirit of heaviness and you look that up, the word that that comes from means a failing spirit or a dimly lit candle. It's just about to... How many of you really feel like praising when it's just about to go out? About to not make it, Sister Brenda, I'm, I'm dragging. That's all I can do. But I want you to take a note, if we, if we follow the premise that, that the Messiah, this is, this is about the Messiah, right, a prophecy about the Messiah, Jesus comes in the New Testament and says that would be me. If we take that premise, I'll use uh, Keith Vaughn's favorite scripture. Anybody know what it is? Philippians 4.13. Who's got it? Somebody's got it. Yeah. Dennis? Brother Dennis, can you read Philippians 4.13 for me, please, sir? All right, last time I checked a little while ago, it was in there, but let me know. Okay, first of all, whose strength? Huh? Okay, but here's the catch, guys. Going through the gate of praise isn't always easy. I don't feel like it. My worship has to be subordinate to my emotional, my worship is not to be subordinate to my emotional state. What do I mean by that? In other words, my emotions can't rule my worship. What does that mean? I don't mean to be ugly, but that's kind of a a little bit in your face, isn't it? Man, it sounds good, buddy, but you ain't been where I've been this week, right? <laughs> and we're not here to we're not here to compare, right? But my choice. Hear me. I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. You know why Christian people fail? Truthfully, this is this is this is not a slam. I'm talking about it myself because we don't live disciplined lives anymore. We don't live spiritually disciplined lives anymore. We talk about it. Our our hand still reaches in the cookie jar. And I don't just mean the cookie jar physically, right? But if I love you enough, if I love Brantley enough, I'll make the effort. If Riley tells me Melody. can't go through all the details but tomorrow at 2 I really need you to pray and she knows I'm an older lady so she'll sit there until she watches me put that in my phone so that it will alarm at 2 o'clock because she knows I will forget not because I don't love her because I'm There, right but what is Riley expecting at 2 o'clock what if I tell Riley Riley, we're going to cut a deal, babe, girl. You fast, I'll fast. We'll fast together. But McDonald, I'm, in a, I'm at McDonald's at 155. Yeah, but she don't know. Zero. I'm sorry? <laughs> I can do, Brother Dennis says, hear that y'all but I'm telling you now nobody's gonna throw their hand up nobody's doing the little cloud y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about when you say you do the um, cartoon cloud you know it tells you what people are thinking other people can't tell like we're not doing that but the truth of the matter is we none know what each other's gone through this week we don't know what's going on in each other's mind you don't know what we don't know what each other's truthfully faced most of the time we just keep our mouth shut and don't say it now if you're me you learned a long time ago, the less you say, I mean, I'm just saying, because people talk and the devil runs. Biblical worship is not rooted in my feelings, it is rooted in my faith. Wait a minute, I thought when you go through the gate of praise, you just, well, sometimes you do. Psalms, four, who's Psalms? Somebody psalms. You psalms for Randy? Okay, could could you be, or did I give that to somebody else? No? Okay. Okay, well then read it again, brother. Psalms 42 and 5, if you don't mind, please. Praise is an act of discipline. Now watch what the psalmist says, and when he reads it, you'll know exactly who it is. Yes, sir, please. You go, brother. Okay, stop right there, but, but stay where you are in, the, in that chapter and keep your finger on 11, because we're coming to that one. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Who wrote this? Anybody know? David? Yep. David's a shepherd, right? So David's going to use connotations that a shepherd will understand. And when he uses the word cast down, that's, a, that's, a, word, that's a, a, a picture he'll understand. You know what it's a picture of? It's a picture of a big, fat, woolly sheep, Who's tipped over and can't get up? To be cast down, when you hear that in, in the Bible, it is a reference, it's a, it's a shepherding type reference. And there is, it speaks of being, being uh, pulled over by the wool of oneself being too heavy with water or dew that the sheep cannot get back up on their feet and they panic. I mean, they just trip out. They just freak out. And even to the point that they like, they'll die, like have a heart attack. They'll die. They just, they're just bleeding like crazy and they're just off the chain. Notice that David says, why art thou disquieted? That word disquieted, what does that mean? It means to be agitated, troubled, anxious, or fretting. You know, the older I get, I have to tell my husband, I said, you got to pray for me today because I'm fretting again. You know, when I was young, I don't know, it must be, must be, I don't know, Brianna probably tell me is, you know, signs of getting older. But the older I get, I tend to fret. And I never did that. I don't know if that's hormones or older or just being stupid or what. I don't know what it is. Whatever. I need to be less sensitive. That makes me crazy. Because I don't I don't like that. But the older I get, I fret. And if you don't know what fretting is, bless your heart. Pray for us who do. Right? But it's David says in this psalm, I feel like that. I know I'm supposed to be praising God. I know I'm supposed, but I'm just tripping out here. And he says, there's this restlessness, there's storm in my soul. And yet, he says, hope thou in God, for I shall yet, what? What's that word? Praise. Praise. I fe- David felt like praising. He was like spinning on the carpet, right? And notice, he says in verse five. Now, help me if I get this wrong. So, everybody, look in your Bible if you got if you're anywhere close to Psalms forty-two or five. For the for I shall yet praise him for the help of whose countenance? Who? God's countenance. If you look up that word countenance, it has to do with his face. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his face. What is that? Where's that Where's that scripture you you do the thing in the morning may his face shine upon you the prayer. Numbers, that one. You know the one the pastor does for us? You know may his face shine upon you and that's what that's what the Bible's talking about here. He will shine his face upon me again. How do I know again? Cuz he says for yet In other words, I'm going to do this again. Feel like it or I don't feel like it. His hope is expressed in his praise. It is a decisive praise. It is, I fixed my head and my heart on this. And I know that if I praise him, I can expect the help to come from him. I wonder why he didn't say his hand. Why didn't he say help from God's hand? He didn't say God's hand. He said God's face. Now, if any of you were Pentecostal for longer than 12 days, you ought to be like spinning on that note right there. Because we don't seek God's. We tend to seek his. We want God to do something. I ain't teaching you all. I'm just teaching me, okay? So I'll quit fretting. We don't want we don't need to be about his hand. We need to be about his. Because when I get into his presence, his faith, all that other stuff's gonna work out. Why? How you know that? Because the Bible said if I'm his child, he's gonna take care of me. Okay, what does that look like? I don't know. Anyhow. Right? Yes? Okay, boy says. Now watch this. Look what happens in verse eleven, Randy. Brother Randy. Why art
2: thou cast down, O myself? And why art thou quieter within me? Hope thou in God, for I
3: shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. Okay, now we're not talking about God's countenance, but because I had because I sacrificed praise, right? Anyway. Now, my <clears throat> sad countenance has been brightened by his countenance. When I got in the... Okay, what does it mean when you say, get out of my face? What does that mean? What does that mean, get out of my face? I mean, you like up two club toks and personal? Like, I got my space. Don't get in my space. Right? Tana knows what I'm talking about. Don't, don't get up in my space. I don't like that. I'll shake your hand. But I don't like you up in my in space. Why? Because very few people I like in my space. God has to be one of them. Right? But when God's space, Sister Carol shines on my face, where I was sad, now he makes me glad. There you go. I am not going to sing this, but please write it down and look it up on your phone when you go home today. I think this is Baptist. I'm not sure. Somebody can tell me. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of people that sing it, but I don't know. I hear it on the Baptist channel. You know that 90.7 thing? right? Anybody? Turn your eyes upon who? Look. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't miss it. Look, how, how do you look in his face? I wonder why it said, why didn't it just say, look at his face? That's not what it says. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strange. strangely them. And the light of his glory and grace. If you're having a bad day, find that one on your phone. <coughs> Hit play. Brother Dennis is his faith. Because when I focus, remember they're in line, guys. Don't miss, don't miss the pattern. Remember, he told Joe, remember he told Moses, make it by the same pattern, I tell you. Don't move it over here, Dennis. Don't, don't, don't put it. I told you to put it where? Straight line? Straight line. Don't get it out of order. But when I get it right, staying focused. I don't think I gave this to anybody, but Philippians 3 and 13 says, one, there is this, Paul says, there is this one thing that I do. Anybody know what it is? Paul said, you can't get caught up out here because they'll drag you down. Stay focused. Everybody else is trying to get your attention off of it. Stay focused. Stay focused where? Gate of praise says, I got one thing on my mind. What? Only got one. I'm getting to God. God. Going, I'm, I'm going in his steps one way. Can't help what you do. Can't help what church does. Can't help what the preacher does. Can't help what the deacons do. Can't help what. Can't help what. Can't help what. Brother Fox, you've seen this back when we were young, which was a very long time ago. If the preacher won't go, won't hinder me. You know how it is. And they went through like 42 other people. You know. If, Daddy don't go, mama don't go, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm talking about, chair? You know, you were there. You get it. They sung it like forty hundred times. At least. Can I help you with something? I mean this with all my heart. Lord and I talk about this all the time. I can't help it if none of you go. I don't mean that as an attitude. I really don't. I hope we all go together. Guys, it doesn't matter. Brother Randy, if nobody's going, I'm going. I want you to go, but if you don't go, it can't hinder me. Hannah, did I do something wrong? Okay. Staying focused. Worship is choosing to respond biblically. Despite my environment or my circumstances. Acts 16 and 25. Who's that? I did give that to somebody. Yes, Miss Nina, please. When are they singing? Uh-huh. And when? Yeah, don't you feel like singing in. Jail in the middle of the night? Wouldn't you? If I don't feel like it, then I don't worship. If I it, Think about what I'm saying here. if Because, you know, if, if I don't feel like it, isn't it being hypocritical if I worship? Now, these are not my words, so don't clip me. I just pulled it off of this, you know, little study I got going here. He said, if no other, in, in no other area of our life do we accept the philosophy, if I don't feel like it, I don't do it. Example, do we all go to work? I won't say there aren't some people that don't hedge that in the wrong direction, but generally speaking, everybody always feels like going to work. Every time. Yep. Um, we, we drive on the right side of the road every time. We're responsible. I, don't want to, I don't want to drive on the right. I want to ride on the left. And I met a few of those in Berkeley County, by the way. But, no. We're res- if we're responsible drivers, where do we drive? On the right inside the road. If I don't pay my bills, I don't always feel like paying my bills. I don't know about y'all when it comes to taxes. I don't always feel good about that. But, Tana, if I don't go, somebody from your world's coming. You know what I'm saying? I don't... Yeah, really. It's not about what I feel like. So example, these are things the Bible says to do. I don't feel like it always. Watch this. Forgive. What? What? I can do all things. How? Lord, I sure thank you for that jerk that's been put in my life so that I can, you know, learn patience. Really? no, Right? Lord, I thank you that you're helping me forgive that jerk. I mean that person that's in my life. Okay, all of us aren't sanctified yet. That's next week. We ain't ain't there this week. You know what I'm saying? Bless them that persecute you. Feel like that one, don't you? Do good to them that despitefully use you. Everybody jumping up and down for that one, right? You get it. An act of discipline is required. The choice is mine. I get to choose the, whether to live in the grip of bitterness or not. I get to choose whether I go through the gate of praise. I can stand outside the gate with my lip poked out and mad at the world. Now, I know you're going, hey... You're being hard. I'm not talking about you. If that failed to you, bless your heart. I'm talking about me. I'm picking on you. I'm picking on myself. I can be set free by the healing power of God's love if I choose to praise. The problem is not about being spirit energized. And we talked about this last... It's one thing to be touched by God, but that's different than being changed by God. It's not the same thing. Saul was touched by God, but he wasn't changed by God. I can be spirit-energized, but still be body or fleshly-dominated. What does that mean? To be fleshly-dominated. What does that mean? I'm sorry? Well, I, I mean... Nobody in here does that. Sir? You know what? The, the, the spirit, you know, the flesh is weak, right? Did you ever think that maybe James Dobson should have wrote the book not, not about the strong, just about the strong-willed child? Maybe we should have one written about the strong-willed Christian. I think, it'd been a, I think it would have been a bestseller. Except no of us want to read it. Why? Might find ourselves in that. Right? Worship is not centered on my emotional state, but it is centered on who God is. When I don't feel like praising God, first step, I ain't made it to God yet. <laughs> I ain't not made it to the first, game, first step. When I don't feel like praising God, there's a scripture in, let me find it. Uh, and then. I'll, Second Corinthians 10 and five, and I know I didn't give that to anybody, but it says it talks about taking every thought what does that mean? To be cap- take something captive? Yes. It's like all but at gunpoint, right? Take every thought captive. That work. There's the gun. Right? I don't feel like loving them. I don't feel like forgiving them. I don't feel like praying for them. Do you know sometimes I don't even feel like forgiving me? That's not what God said. God said I have to not only forgive you but forgive me too as long as I got it covered by the blood of Jesus two people can see things differently different glasses man we had church this morning Who have mercy it was just blow up church today somebody else gets in the car and goes I didn't see all that but if I come into God's house Paul and Silas example if I come into God's house and I worship no matter and I'm not talking about making noise or necessarily running around you know swinging from the chandelier but when I come purposed I'm going to praise him whether I feel like it, Sherry, or not, it's been torment this week. Work went wrong. Children went wrong. Car blew up. Sicknesses in the house. What have I got to praise God for? First of all, I can praise God for who He is. Who is He? We 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 are not going through Him because we don't have time, but. You know, you know the, the list. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, you know, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sid Canu, you know, God is our righteousness, God is our healer, God is my banner, you know, all of those, right? And I can also praise God, not only for who he is, but for what he's done. Well, he's never done anything for me. Okay. I can't convince you. I can tell you this. He sure has done a lot for me. If you don't feel like he's done anything for you, I'm sorry. Maybe two of you need to get together sometime and have a conversation. But when I talk to him, most of my talking's in the middle of the night. Don't ask me why. Somewhere between 2 and 3 o'clock. Somebody, somebody told me one time, three o'clock is the devil's hour. If that's the case, God must want me to personally just shoot him every night. <laughs> Some, I don't say this flippantly because I, I, I'm very respectful of things of the Spirit, and I don't mean to make light of that, but I am saying, Lord, can somebody else post tonight? Can somebody else stand post tonight? Really? But you know what? The Lord answered that prayer for me a few weeks ago, and I reneged. I said, oh, God, I'm sorry. No, sir, I want want my spot back. Can I have my spot back? He says, sure, you can have your spot back tomorrow night, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, (laughs) take you out of the bed, right? Guys, what I'm trying to tell you is going through the gate of praise is the first step. And sometimes I, I don't feel like praising God. I mean, sometimes I just don't sometimes you don't either now we we don't really I mean we could have gone into the brazen altar tonight and I'll give you a few snippets so you know where we're going next week because it would take too long and I promised you guys that I wouldn't go on and on and on and on for a long time so we'll try not to do that on Sunday night be respectful of your time When you talk about the brazen altar, um, and we get into that next week, it will move from praise to sacrifice. Remember, we talked about sacrifice of praise, okay? But but we talk about we're going to talk about the principle of sacrifice, and and what does that mean? And what does it look like? I want to I, I want to give you this real quickly, and we'll come back to it next week. But the Bible says on the on the Journey past the gate of praise. The next place is, is the an altar of sacrifice. It's a brazen altar, and and I just want to I just want to mention this to you for you to think about this week because we're talking about sacrifice of praise. But the principle of the Bible is to to not try to come to God without a without an offering. That's 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 a really big deal in the in the Old Testament. You, you didn't come unless you brought something and it couldn't just be any old thing remember talking about you couldn't bring a spot uh, an animal that was blemished because that was just you know don't bring me your leftovers god says and he said don't come empty handed i don't know where i read this but i want to read it to you to think about this week you know how when you know how when uh, we do weddings and we talk about uh, what the pastor does to the Bride and groom said, and they go, what token do you bring? Like the ring thing, you know? What token do you bring? When you come before God, what what token do you bring? And and the Bible teaches us that, that we're to bring an offering, and, and we'll tie that back to this, Sacrifice of praise. But to come before God, now listen to me. If you're you're a note taker, write it down because I want you to think about it this week. To come, to, to try to come before God without an offering is really saying to God, Meet my need but I'm not going to reciprocate. Let me read it again. To come without an offering, and we'll talk about what the offering is, offerings are next week, okay? But to come to God, to try to come to God without an offering, is saying, meet my need, but I'm not going to reciprocate. Not, not to be off color, but God wants a relationship with us. And so for us to go before God and spiritually ask for him to meet our needs and us not basically meet his requirements is spiritual rape. Ooh, that's very hard. Okay, write it down and think about it. Because God will never force himself on me. But do I try to force myself on him just to get my needs met? God offered his best in this relationship. My understanding of the importance of bringing my best to this relationship speaks to whether or not I cheapen my worship. Now let's think about that this week. Romans 12 and 1, we'll talk about it next Sun, next Sunday, or is it CLM next Sunday? Okay, got one more. Romans 12 and 1 says, and I know somebody's got it, but I'll, who'd I give it to? Yeah, could you read that Romans, one I think it's 1 and 2 actually, Miss Mary. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Are you good? when we start talking about the next step, I've made it through the sacrifice of praise, whether I felt like it or not. Now he's going to require of me a sacrifice at a different level. And the Bible says that it's actually my reasonable service what does reasonable service even mean what does reasonable service mean huh yeah that, i mean that's just the base that's just the ground zero base amount base amount right he says present yourself a living sacrifice and we'll talk about that next week how can you be a sacrifice and yet be alive Because to sacrifice something means to do what? To do away with it or to take the life out of it, right? My job for almost 40 years now has been this. God, help me to say something to help people think. It's not my job to make you anything or make me anything, really. It's my job to study this word and bring it for us to talk about. That's what I do for a living, spiritually. So my, my encouragement is not about that you hear me teach my encouragement is that you hear something to let you go home and start looking at for yourself because none of us serve God because the preacher tells us to we have to serve God because of what we want to I can't make you love me. And you can't make me love God. But this book can help us understand why we we should. And this book can help us point to how to get to God. Because to try to get to God any other way, I must caution us all, including myself, don't try to get to God. Don't try to push the door open to God in a one-way, one-sided relationship because the Bible very clearly teaches we will die. And we'll talk about next week the illusion of mercy. Well, I mean, Adam and Eve that God told them, you know, if you eat the fruit, you're going to die. Well ain't nobody dropped dead in the garden. You read it. Uh, Genesis? Uh, Go home read it, Miss Mule. Ain't nobody died. Nobody died that BAM. They ate of the fruit and fell over. Who didn't? So that means God was a liar. No? Maybe not just spiritually either. Remember over in Corinthians? My good pastor would know this. Over in Corinthians when he does the whole deal about um, communion? You know what I'm talking about? He said in some sleep. You know, some people take it unworthily and some sleep. What does that mean? Well, some of them died, died. But for, but for some, it's not about a physical death. It's about a spiritual death. Oh, that God help us. Take seriously our walk of faith. I'm talking to me. I'm not picking on you. I'm talking about me. Now, Yvonne, you better get it. Because God won't, won't listen to your prayers that are tainted by sin. What kind of sin? I don't know. Can you define sin for me? And we'll close. What's sin? Sin is any error, an any any variation from this. Sin. If it separates me, if it's pulling me away from God and not towards God, it is sin. What does it mean? offer a sacrifice and do so as a reasonable service. We'll talk about it. If you choose to come back next week, we'll do that. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you for the opportunity to break the bread of life. God, my prayer is not to have been heard today. I pray that somebody, somewhere, including myself, hears your word and applies it in our lives that we might walk uprightly before you, not because we have to, not because we're mandated to, but because we want to, because we love you enough to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. That's my deal. God bless you.